0: Hello, this is Rafal Davidovich. Welcome to Tanya Tuesdays. Today we are learning Tanya Perig chapter 7. Let's recap. This book that we are learning, while called Tanya, was actually called the Sefer Shel Benonim, the book of the in-betweeners. What is an in-betweener? The Talmud, the t- Balatanya says that it means somebody who strives to be a tzaddik while viewing himself as a Russia. How can this work? Because whether you are a tzaddik or a rasha, depends on who is winning the battle inside you. Now, who's fighting? So two souls are fighting. There is the nefesh elokis, the godly soul, that is part of God above. And there is the animal soul, that is just how the ideal, not necessarily evil from the way, in the way we usually think of the word evil, but evil in a way that it is not godly. So, the Balatanya spent chapters 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 talking about the godly soul and its anatomy and how it functions in this world, how it expresses itself. Then, in chapter 6, the Balatanya explained that in the other corner is the Nevhash Bahamis, the animal soul. And the animal soul is defined not by its desire to do evil, but simply by not acting for the sake of heaven. Anything that is not Lashem Shamayim is, by definition, part of the Nefesh HaBehamis' work, the animal soul's work. Chapter 7 continues this theme, explaining that when we speak of Ra in the language of this book, Ra does not have to mean evil. There are two forms of of Ra. One form of Ra, is, which is also called Sitra Akhra, the other side, is something that is not lishem shamayim, not done for the sake of heaven. And here, an example is given. He says, imagine eating food, meat, that is 100% glot kosher, and drinking wine that is 100% kosher as well. But one is eating this meat and drinking this wine, not for the sake of heaven, without the kavana, without the focus and intent that it be for God's sake well what would that mean for example if you were eating food to learn or to daven or to enjoy shabbos or yontif or you're doing it for the emotional energy involved that it gives you the strength to serve hashem and not to be sad or you joke around A joke that is 100% permissible. It doesn't have any Lashen Hara in it. It doesn't have anything inappropriate. Just a joke. But the joke is said in order to increase a person's good humor. To increase his levity. To expand his mind. That would be something that would be Lashem Shemayim. So if a person is eating or drinking or talking or behaving in a way that is 100% permitted, that does not involve any sin whatsoever, however, it is not for the sake of heaven, then that is referred to in the language of Kabbalah as something that comes from the Klipas Noga, which is translated as a clear shell. What's inside the shell? Light. But the shell is blocking. You don't have access to the light. But on the other hand, this shell, imagine it being made of glass, translucent so that you don't have full access to it, but there's still something that could be good about it. So now, if you are enjoying that klipasnoga, that thing that is 100% kosher, but not for the sake of heaven, then it remains ra, because it is unconnected with God, and teshuva will be necessary, meaning regretting having done it, not for the sake of heaven. And as soon as you do that basic teshuva, then nothing else has to be done because this item was called heter. We are familiar with the words heter and mutter. That means that they are unbound to anything evil. All you have to do is say, I'm sorry, I it should have been done for the sake of heaven. And all of a sudden, that thing that was kosher becomes elevated and now is now for the sake of heaven. However, and here is the other side to Ra those are the things that are truly unkosher, meaning from the three levels of shell that do not allow one's soul access to truly connect with Hashem. Those things are asur. Asur in Hebrew means they are tied down. If a person does any of those things, meaning real averos, in the worlds of thought, speech, or deed, then those things are tied down and inaccessible. Until one does teshuva, If you do a regular kind of Teshuvah in which you express your regret and resolve not to do it again, then the Baal Tanya says, You will be forgiven. However, the food that you ate, if it wasn't kosher, becomes part of you. So the teshuva that is done does not truly cleanse you. And some greater level of cleansing would still be required after the person passes away. Or, there is the possibility of something fundamentally deeper, and that is called Teshuvah me'ahava, Repentance, Teshuvah done out of love. And this is something that is so deep that the Gemara says about such a level of high-level love-based Teshuvah that Zidonos Nasu Kezachios, or Kezachuyos, that sins become merits, which is incredible. This involves a very, very deep level of focusing on what one has done wrong. And that the greater the love, the greater the regret, and it actually transforms and makes a person better. Psychologically, mentally, spiritually better than he was before. It would be as if the sin somehow gave him the impetus through his teshuva to become a better human being or a better Jew than he ever was before. That's of course a very high level but something that one should strive for if one has ever done an Aveira. And this is the focus of this chapter, where sometimes regular teshuva is enough, and sometimes a deep, deep level of teshuva out of love is enough. Another example he offers at the end of the chapter is that if a sin results in some sort of permanent effect in this world, then real Teshuvah me'ahavah, this love-based return, would be required. For example, if a person engaged in activity that resulted in the birth of a mamzer. However, if a sin did not have a permanent effect in this world, then there are times where regular teshuva would be sufficient, which is by no means easy, but as the Balatanya said, all of this is accessible for all of us to do in thought, speech, and deed. And that is the conclusion of chapter 7.